This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and I am here on a Wednesday with you all like I am every Wednesday, bringing you the best in laughs and facts through a black lens right here at the Amanda Seals Show. And I am joined by DJ Nails. Happy hump day, DJ Nails. Happy hump day to you, too. Halfway through the week. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, well, let's get into some uh, Black Current News. First and foremost, though, I want to let you all know you can follow me, Amanda Seals, at Amanda Seals. You can follow DJ Nails at DJ Nails with a Z. And you can follow this show right here at Seals Said It. Okay, that's S-E-A-L-E-S, Said It. You can follow all of us on Instagram and on Twitter and on Black Planet and all those places if you want to get more of what we got going on. Also, uh, you can check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, which is on the Urban One Podcast Network. And today's episode drops wherever you get your podcasts, and it is Side Effects of Girl Group Dynamics featuring Candy Burris. And if you've been watching SWV and Escape Queens of R&B, then you know that the Girl Group Dynamics is definitely... Yeah, it's dynamical. Mm-hmm. It's, it's dynamical. So make sure you go to wherever you get your podcast and check out Small Doses. Side Effects of Girl Group Dynamics with Candy Barres is premiering today wherever you get your podcast. And tomorrow you can watch it. Uh, it premieres at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. So join me. I'll be in the chat live talking about it. All right. Let's get into some Black Year News for the people. Our first topics we're going to talk about, man. Wow, wow, Miami Beach. So yesterday we told you how crazy spring break is looking down there. Well, the city of Miami Beach's mayor is actually saying something about it. And you're going to hear what he's saying later on this hour. And I want to hear what you have to say, too, because you are a native Miamian. Yeah. And uh, I have never been to Miami outside of like short trips for very specific purposes and I've never been there for Miami Beach so I gotta hear your thoughts on that too also we're gonna talk about this lady okay a lot of y'all don't know about these squatters rules these squatters rights if you've watched uh, My Nightmare Roommate which was a series on Netflix and you've learned about these squatters rights but this lady who rents out her house on Airbnb can't legally remove a woman due to California's 30 day squatters rights we're gonna play some audio and also give y'all some insight into this so that you don't get caught in the same situation All right. also all week in our relationship segment we've been staying right on top I want to change the name of our relationship I want to call it the group chat instead of calling it our relationship segment let's just call it the group chat you know what I'm saying in the group chat all week in the group chat all week in the the, uh, Man of Steel show group chat we've been talking about mothers raising their daughters different than they raise their sons now this came out of my latest podcast episode that aired last week Side Effects of Parents and we put it out there and Nails so far everyone has agreed moms be definitely nicer to their sons and their daughters. And it's been moms chiming in saying it. (laughs) Yeah. So mm -hmm, that part. So we are definitely going to get into that. And you can get into us 24-7 on socials at CL Said It, like I said, and give us a call 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Our phone lines are open all day and night. So if a thought just strikes you at midnight in the middle of the night and you want to get it off your chest, well, you know the number. 1-855-AMANDA-8. Okay, it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Free 
Freak, freak, y'all. Spring break, y'all. Let's go, y'all. Twerk, twerk, y'all. That's what's happening down in Miami Beach. Y'all, right now, <laughs> it is spring break. And the kids, the kids, they're out. They're out. They're doing it. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And um, let's get into some Black Hero news. Let's do it, man. You said the kids acting up. Yeah, they outside for real. The mayor of Miami Beach is sounding the alarm on spring break. For the third year in a row, spring break's violence has gotten out of control. In Miami Beach, they impounded 70 firearms, and these firearms look wild. These are guns that, like, you look, you see that they're in the military, right? And then um, also two fatal shootings, unfortunately. So the mayor is uh, sounding off right now. Listen to this. I've been pretty clear. Uh, We don't want spring break. We don't need spring break. We put an enormous number of police in this area, uh, which is one of the reasons why I really want to curfew, because I don't think it makes any sense, especially in March, when we know we have all these issues to sort of be an an attraction uh, to young people to say, come on down and, and, you know, and we'll we'll just police you. We can't arrest our way out of this. We have to just stop spring breakers from coming here because it doesn't make sense for our city. I mean, I guess I I hear what he's saying, you know, but this is like tradition, isn't it? I mean, to be honest, this is wild. This is the wildest spring break I've seen. I've been to plenty of them myself. And, you know, throughout the year, we don't really cross that bridge like that until this time of the year to be part of these festivities and stuff. But when those, when you talk about those firearms that was confiscated, those ain't spring breakers that's bringing those guns over there, to be honest. Like, think about it. How many spring breakers gonna put a gun on a plane? It's dudes from the crib that's going across the bridge and turning up over there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I'm not done with this topic because you said something. You said you've been to many spring breaks. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what you've been doing at these spring breaks. So, because y'all, <laughs> Nail's the wild boy. Okay? <laughs> Nail's be calling himself the party boy and in the streets boy and the turn up king so when we come back uh i want to live vicariously through you and your spring break antics all right so keep it locked to find out a little bit more about just how far nails has gone now remember the other day we learned that he got arrested for turning up too much at amigos (laughs) so we the bar is set bar is set keep it locked right here to the amanda seal show amanda seal show we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals. And, you know, I'm a bit of a prude, okay? Don't get me wrong. I had a whole phase and I was in the club, but I just had, I had, a, but I had a, I had a, I had a ceiling, okay? I had a ceiling. Now, mm. DJ Nails, on the other hand, he called himself, he called himself the party boy. He called himself the wild man. You know, he's out here, <laughs> he's doing, he's, he's in the streets. <laughs> and... He said that he was in Miami because that's where he's from. There's a craziness going down right now with spring break in Miami mm-hmm. Beach. But Nails, you said that you've been to several spring yeah, breaks I've been, definitely. in Miami and, Beach. And not just on Miami Beach. I've been to several spring breaks. I've been in Pan- Cancun. I've been to Daytona Beach in the prime of BCR, Black College Reunion, and BET Spring Bling. And yeah, I've been part of plenty of spring breaks and it's gotten stop, a little wild. Stop, stop, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. You went to spring bling? Yeah, the last one in Daytona Beach was actually my freshman year of college. So back in 2005 was their last one in Daytona Beach. And then I interned spring bling in 06 at Hallover Beach down in South Florida. What does an intern do at spring bling? 
I mean, just being an extra hand, I honestly used it just to get in there, to be honest, because I was turning the hell up that whole weekend. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Let's there just we be go. That's honest. what I thought. I was like, I know you weren't over there with a notebook, like taking notes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> look, I, had to, I, look, I had the headset on with the uh, little mouthpiece on the side of it, looking official and everything. I even got old pictures of me looking like I'm actually working. Meanwhile, I'm standing on the side, just <laughs> I'm watching everything. I mean, in the mix of everything. <laughs> Of course, of course. What was, okay, so the fact that you've been to several spring breaks, you know, I just be knowing things, y'all. Something in my heart said, we need to probe deeper. And here come this man with like, I've been all the spring breaks around the world. All right, well, tell me this. What is one of the craziest, what is one of the craziest things that you've ever witnessed or that you have ever taken part in in a spring break? So I've witnessed people spring breakers in the hallway of uh let's just say a hotel lobby just having a you know a good old time an orgy pretty much in the hallway of a hotel i've witnessed that in person wait wait wait, a good old time like a like a good old time good old a good old good old time and it was like it was at least o-r-g-y yes yes capital o (laughs) Yeah, capital oh O. Oh my god. Okay, well okay, and I hate I hate I have to ask this question, but what was the demographic of this gathering? Unfortunately, they look like us. <laughs> it was us. Oh yes, it was us. Yeah, it, it was, was us. us. <laughs> it was definitely us. It was definitely us. And it was on the open too, in the hallway, and it was pretty much in front of most, you know, most people who were standing there in the hallway just looking at it. That sounds so nasty, and I don't mean nasty like, well, that's nasty. I mean like, I, I'm I'm thinking and dreaming about hand sanitizer as you're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> and this was pre-pandemic too. <laughs> This is why you got to wear flip-flops in the hotel, okay? This is why you have to mm, disinfect. You know what? There, That's crazy. Well, to all of you all going out to spring break or if you're at spring break right now, please be safe. Please be safe. And I don't know why they had them guns out there either, Nails. I think they're just trying to floss. Like, because they're not going to really, I mean, are, gonna be, are they trying to hold people up with a Draco? Like, I mean, that feels sometimes, crazy. Sometimes them jack boys be out there looking for every kind of thing. You saw the video of the girl who got she got robbed um, on her cash app. Dude handed she handed the dude her phone to put his phone number in, and he went to her cash app and cashed app herself a thousand dollars. Y'all got to be careful with that too, because the scam is out. Oh my gosh, <laughs> y'all! I never heard of that before. <laughs> Nails just put you on. He just put you on. All right, that's y'all. Fun. That's what happens here at the Amanda Seal Show. We put you on. Coming up next from Twitter, a lady who rents out her house on Airbnb can't legally remove a woman. We're going to get into that coming up next on the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. And uh, I don't know about you, Nails, but have you ever been, have you ever been an Airbnb host? No, I never did the hosting, but I have used Airbnbs. I've never had a bad experience. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I've had I've had great and then I've had weird experiences. But tell us about this experience this lady is having. This one is wild right here. So we got a Twitter lady. Well, she posted this up on her Twitter. She rented out her house, well, a room in her house for Airbnb. And the lady is overstaying her stay. She is disrespectful in all in between. Listen to this. Don't trust no Airbnbs. Okay. There you go, y'all. Straight to the kitchen. I ain't going nowhere. She disrespects. I've been trying to do the right way. I done went down there. I ain't got the 
the, the, all the paperwork that I need to do to get her ass evicted out my house, whatever. But that is a process. I have to go through protocols and all the other stupid legal blase blase bull. And then I just them the police just like just left my house and I'm like get this out my house they're like oh she's a tenant now she's a tenant and the police. Police. you and the police oh, okay my door that's all I know <laughs> yo door this is my house how about you get the out of my house wow I thought it was fake at first when I first saw it Amanda <laughs> well you know because it's very frightening because ultimately you think as an Airbnb host that you're protected against this right here. Like it should be a very cut and dry situation. Like you reserved the room for this amount of time. That time is up. You should have to leave lawfully. You should have Mm -hmm. to leave. So I don't understand like why that is just circumvented by the law saying that tenants have squatters rights after 30 days. Um, when this is a part of Airbnb, like I would have thought that that's different for instance, like a hotel. I mean, so if you stay in a hotel for 30 days, do you have squatters rights there too? Mm, Is that's a good one. That the case. And, um, and, and why does owning a home not protect you from this? This is a trespasser. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And, At and, and, this and point, you wonder too, if something happens to that person who's hosting that guest, the blood's on the police's hand, right? Or Airbnb or whoever signed the law. So I've seen this with situations where someone is renting a room uh, where they maybe like came in as a sublet, like it's a sublease or whatever, and they rent a room and what they end up doing is they end up making it so uncomfortable for the person who lives there that that person feels like they got to leave and mm-hmm. they can't break their lease. And if you want to see more about this, you should watch uh, My Nightmare Roommate. It's a series on Netflix and it really was like crazy to hear the different stories of how this would happen, how like people will just rent a room from somebody and then they start to harass them and terrorize them in the house and really eventually try to force that person out. It's like a par- it's a parasite, you know? But in this scenario, um, she has to go through the courts and wait until an eviction judgment is granted. And that can take months, months. So let me just tell y'all, regarding the squatter's rights on Airbnb, the most critical factor is the duration of a guest's stay. In most states in the U.S., guests who stay in a home or apartment for one month or longer are allowed to establish rights as a tenant. Okay? God. So the best way to protect yourself from problems with squatters is to keep your property booked only by vetted guests, by the way. So that means people who have been on the app before, who have reviews under their, um, you know, under their profiles, et cetera. Take preventative measures by making sure also that you have a very clear exit plan and maybe even get in writing that they understand that they are going to leave at this day and any, mm. and they will not stay further than that. And if you're going to accept long-term guests, you should review local rental laws and regulations because they differ from state to state and they aren't protected by Airbnb. Wow. All right. So Whoa. yeah, that's uncomfortable. I was an Airbnb host and yes. And I had people in my house longer than that in my, but they were in my apartment. It was when I lived in New York uh, <laughs> and um, it was a time. It you was sound a time. like you got some crazy <laughs> stories about that. <laughs>
I do. And one day I will tell them to you. One day I will tell them to you. I need to make a whole show out of it. Honestly, I need to make a whole show. But the trick I will tell you, and I've told this on the show before, if you are an Airbnb host, you can tell how someone's going to be before they even get to your house. You can tell by the way they even communicate with you in the app. Okay. If they asking a million and one questions, save yourself, y'all. Save yourself. (laughs) I had a chick ask me, is the cat going to come in my room and all this crap? The cat lives here. You're a tenant. (laughs) So yes, this is the cat house. This is the cat house. Okay. We all just here as guests. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's it for Black Your News. Coming up, we'll take your calls right here at The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Man, these conversations that y'all chiming in on, mothers raising their sons and then they're also like they're raising their daughters but loving their sons. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It is Nails right here. That's Amanda Seals and You already know the phone line's always open for you to just chime in on these conversations at 855-AMANDA-8, 855-262-6328. Remember Monday in our small doses segment, we wanted to know, do you feel like there's a difference in the way that mothers raise their daughters versus their sons? And y'all been chiming in on this right here on the phone lines. 855-AMANDA-8. Let's go over here right now. Hi, Amanda. Hey, DJ Nails. Love the show. And I can honestly say... It is very accurate and true. Um, I've experienced this, especially when the firstborn Mm. is a son. There is a huge difference in how mothers treat their daughters. But for my experience, with the help of being in therapy, I learned that I cannot expect the emotional validation from my mom, and I accepted it. And so although we do have a relationship, our relationship, it is what it is. And at times, it can be difficult, especially when you have a Black mom and your daughter, plus you're part of the LGBT community. So it's just something that I have adjusted to. And to this day, I still don't understand why moms are like that with their sons, even with the explanation that you gave. Thank you all for having such a dope show. Y'all really get me through that work commute. And thank you, Amanda, for doing that Baltimore the way we say that Baltimore. Bye. Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore Merlin. <laughs> Damn, that sucks, man. That sucks for her because I know, honestly, like, I just feel like so many people I've been like, been talking about just their strained relationships with their parents. And it's not even like their parents necessarily like did a thing. You know what I mean? It's not like they like, remember that story we heard about the guy who's like parents kept dissing him for his sister and then like just didn't even show up for the wedding. Like, it's not even like that. It's more so just like this feeling of knowing that like your parent is showing up in one way for somebody else maybe, or just not showing up at all uh, emotionally. And I think that really is affecting folks, particularly in this era of therapy in ways that maybe they didn't think it was going to come at them. So, but thank y'all for sharing with us. We love it here at the Amanda Seals show. And when you share other people feel like they're being seen, you know? So it's, it's really, it's really good. It builds community. And and every time you notice, like there, every time we talk to someone on the phone, it's like they're adding to the conversation because that, Um, when when she mentioned the LGBTQ aspect of it as well, you know, that is a whole Mm -hmm. nother conversation. 
Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I think, you know, a lot of folks may have been listening and said like, oh, OK, well, I understand that. But you have to understand we still live in a world where that is still not fully accepted. Right. Mm-hmm. We see that even though there was a bill passed that said that it made gay marriage, um, you know, completely legal and protected and ratified. Now there's states that want to undermine that with state laws that would force each couple to then have to take something all the way to the Supreme Court to like legitimize their marriage because if their state says it's unlawful, you know what I mean? So it's like these types of things. And I saw that there was a, there's a Republican who is trying to bring, uh, basically bring back being gay as illegal. And it's like, oh, oh my God, God. How, how, wh- why y'all keep doing the Roger Rabbit? Let's do the running man. Okay. <laughs> Let's change directions. Well, thank y'all for giving us a ring. One eight five five Amanda eight is the number. Coming up next, we got to keep it a buck. The Earth ain't happy, and the scientists are telling us. So we need to listen to the scientists. So we're gonna talk about that. And we're also gonna listen to Jane Fonda. How do those two things relate to each other? You gotta stick around to find out. Stories coming up next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. We. show. I'm Amanda Seals. This is my show. Uh, And uh, thank y'all for listening. You can make sure to follow us on Instagram uh, at Seals Said It. And if you miss any episodes, you can make sure to check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, because we are also a podcast. And speaking of podcasts, you can check out my other podcast, Small (laughs) Doses. Yes, I'm saying podcast. Um, You can check out Small Doses wherever you get your podcast. We have our newest episode posting today. You can get it and uh, check it out. It's going to be featuring Ms. Candy Buras, star of Escape and Real Housewives Atlanta. And she's going to be talking to us about side effects of girl group dynamics. And if you have been watching their new show on Bravo, SWV and Escape, the queens of R&B, you know that the the girl group dynamics is really a situation. So I loved that Candy got to come through the Small Deuces studio and talk to us about that. So make sure to check that out. But Nails, it is time to get into some Black Hair Red news. Yeah, so scientists have delivered a final warning on on climate crisis. And wait till you hear which actress, a legendary actress, is actually kind of breaking it down and intertwining it into the situation that's going on in the world today from racism to all of the politics. Listen, this hour. I'm very, yeah, I, I was really like intrigued to see this because I just didn't know that she was on it, on it like this. So we'll stick around for that. Also, uh, what's going on with, with Blueface? This actually doesn't have to do with his relationship. Yeah, but well, <laughs> this man, he said he's getting sexually harassed on his social media in his DMs. Men have been sending him nude photos. I find that, I know that I shouldn't find it hilarious. I know that it is politically incorrect for me to find it hilarious because no one should be receiving unwanted nudity from other people. But because he presents us with so much unwanted content of toxicity, I feel like it's the balance of karma. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. We also have our... Coming up this hour. So stick around to find out who's going to get the props and who's going to get the blows today. Remember, you can listen, laugh, and learn every day when you listen to us. The Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. 
the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. I am here with DJ Nails, and we're about to drop some Black Era news on you. Yeah, this was a surprise right here. So Jane Fonda, legendary Jane Fonda, had posted up this video. She's kind of breaking down how um, the climate crisis right now in the world is intertwined with racism. There'd be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. You can take anything, sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, whatever, the war, and if you really get into it and study it everything's connected where would they put the poison and the pollution they're not going to put it in bel air they've got to find some place where poor people or indigenous people or people of color are living put it there they can't fight back the things that are destroying the environment that us rich white people associate with that's where it all begins and those are deliberately put into low-income communities communities of color indigenous lands and people are suffering we can't solve the problems unless we address this issue of environmental justice we can't leave people behind it's never worked you got to see that video. It's there on our Instagram at Seal Said It. If you want to see the whole video, it's on Seal Said It. Now, listen, I mean, this this comes in conjunction with uh, scientists delivering what has been called the final warning on climate crisis. Uh, the rising greenhouse gas emissions are pushing the world to the brink of irrevocable damage. And literally the only thing that will save us is swift and drastic action. And unfortunately, the, the reason why that hasn't happened before this, because we shouldn't have even gotten to this point, is because of capitalism and greed. And the changes that need to be made, unfortunately, will limit the income that people are making. And by the way, it's not like we're talking about like, oh, people are going to be making $20 are now going to be making $15 and how are they going to make a livable wage? No, we're talking about billionaires. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're talking about billionaires who have been billionaires and they do not care. Then They do not care. The UN Secretary General, uh, Antonio Guterres, said that our world needs climate action on all fronts, everything, everywhere, all at once. Well, in today's water is wet news. No <laughs> SHI Sherlock. Okay. Um, the thing about it though, is that like, I don't know why, but like people really don't be listening to the scientists. And I just am so frustrated by it because what, who, who should you be listening to about this? If not the scientists, it's not your pastor. It's not your, it's not, it's it's not your legislature. And I mean, sorry, it's not like politicians. It's these, they spent their whole lives. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, it's a doozy. The politicians and they keep trying to tell us that, you know, it's not real. So (laughs) climate, climate change is not real. You know, so how we, how are we going to expect them to fix it? <laughs> and, you know, they're only saying that, Nails, because they benefit from the kickbacks that they get from yep. creating policies that allow for these climate issues to continue um, while they su- while they create policies that support these corporations that create these climate problems. And when we even look at, you know, Joe Biden going along with this Willow Project in Alaska, you know, these are the types of things that are just pervasive and they're allowing it. Y'all, they're allowing it. And we... I want to also say too, like they will also lie to you and say like, well, it's really that people need to stop, you know, driving so much or people need to stop using air conditioning and people need to stop using plastic. And it's not to say that those things don't add to this, but the real people that are creating the greenhouse gas emissions effect is the the corporations that are that have like big refineries, you know, that have like these power plants, you know, that haven't figured out how to use resources in a more economical way. And so we're just constantly waste, waste, waste. So 
you know, I don't think people really take seriously this fact. And what I think was dope about what Joan was saying, I mean, what uh, Jane Fonda was saying was she was saying us. She said us rich white people. Yeah. Because ultimately that's who it is. So like y'all need to get together in, in your group chat and figure it out. They so busy trying to turn America back into a racist nation that they done forgot that baby, the way we going, there ain't going to be no kind of nation racist yep. or otherwise. Cause we're going to burn to a crisp, man. They're going to have us an I am legend any day now, okay. any day now, any day now. Well, you know, it, I know it's, it's a doozy and I know sometimes it can feel very overwhelming, but we have to keep you up to, up to date and up to speed on the realities of what's going on in the hopes that we will save ourselves. Uh, now somebody who is definitely trying to save himself from the nudes in his DMs (laughs) is Blueface, but I get it. He fine. We'll be back at the Amanda Seal show. (laughs) The Amanda Seal show. We are. Welcome back. This is the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals right here with DJ Nails. DJ Nails, I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. And you better be ready to answer. Okay. Have you ever sent any type of nude pic to a woman? No. I mean, back in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in college. It has happened before. Yeah. Back in college. Yeah. Have you ever received any nude pics unsolicited? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the radio. <laughs> I, I, mean, <laughs> I have. Well, look at this. Rapper Blueface. Tell the people what he's going through. He had to turn his DMs off because he said he's getting some sexually harassed. Basically, he's saying he's getting sexually harassed. All right. Ever since he tweeted out that his hands are bisexual, he's been getting unwanted pics of men busting it wide open. He even posted up a, a, a little preview of it on his Instagram story where he opened up a picture request and it was a dude literally busting it wide open on his Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so I have a song called Got Me Up, Got Me Up, okay? And that song was inspired by a man sending me unwanted D-pics. Like, and I texted him back and was like, I don't know who you are and I don't know why you're sending me these pics, but I do not want these. And he was like, I don't care. I'm sending these pics to, you know, I'm sending these pics to you. And I was like, oh, that's how we playing? That's how we doing it? Got you. And I went on Instagram and I told everybody his phone number and I said, send him pictures of birth. I want you to ruin the regime for him. I want babies popping out, seeing the world for the first time. Okay. (laughs) And then he texted me back and was like, you be I. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) not today not the one and then it turned into a whole thing but you know i can understand i mean listen i know that it's i'm laughing i'm laughing but don't nobody want that unless it's what you want exactly exactly but blueface (laughs) blueface shouldn't even tweet it out that his hands bisexual because somebody gonna take it the wrong way (laughs) i don't even understand what that means does that mean that anybody can get these hands yeah pretty much so basically what you were saying is that you are a woman beater and got misinterpreted into being a member of the lgbtqia plus community like there's nothing there's no redemptive qualities here to this situation you understand (laughs) what i'm saying there's nothing redemptive so you know what 
Keep sending the pics. Keep sending the pics. Keep sending the pics. Yeah. Because if that's what he was trying to say, then baby, make that man uncomfortable. All right. Well, that's it for Black Curate News. What do you think? Give me a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. 1-855-262-6328. Coming up next, we've got the big up let down for the day. So keep it locked right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's the Amanda Seals show on this hump day Wednesday. It's time for the big up let down where Amanda's about to do something dope for somebody who did something dope. And then the person who did something lame. Yeah. Big thumbs down. Big up, big up. Yes, sir. It is time for the big up, big up. And it is going out to De La Soul. De La Soul has reentered the Billboard 200 after their catalog hit streaming services. This was so crazy, y'all. Their music had not been on streaming services for a long time because there was a whole like dispute with their record company. But on March 3rd, the group's first six albums finally hit services like Spotify, YouTube, and Amazon. And they became available on CD, cassette, and vinyl after being out of print. This includes, of course, their debut, Three Feet High and Rising, which has the classic Me, Myself, and I. (laughs) And it's had the most activity uh, on the charts. And in addition to that, They've had other albums. Uh, Three Feet High and Rising entered the Billboard Top Rap Album Chart at number four and the Top R&B Hip Hop Chart at number eight. And if you haven't ever been a Daylaw fan before, you've never listened to Daylaw, you know what? Now's your opportunity to take a listen to a classic legendary hip hop group. And we just lost one of the members of the group on February 12th, co-founder David Trugoy, the dub, Plug 2. And of course, he is survived by Pause the Noose, Plug 1. And Maceo. So make sure that you give a shout out to the plugs because that's a long time coming that they got the opportunity to get back into the Billboard 200 charts. And that just lets you know that their music is timeless. And that is today's. Big up, big up. Today's. Let down. Goes to none other than Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who's introduced HB 999. That's a Florida State House bill that advanced that would ban state colleges and universities from using funds to promote, support, or maintain any programs or campus activities that espouse diversity, equity, or inclusion. So that's DEI or critical race theory rhetoric. Now, what this means is that you have programs and campus activities that espouse diversity, equity, or inclusion. So that means that like, you know, your uh, black student union, your uh, Latin, you know what I'm saying? Like these Latinx groups. Like, I mean, they had a group in my school that was called like Latin pride, like any of those done. No more. Now, what people are also concerned about is that this could also remove black sororities, fraternities, along with Latinx sororities uh, from campuses. And some people are like, well, it doesn't say that in the bill. Well, we have already seen that this man is a habitual line stepper. So this language is definitely vague enough for them to use it to apply in this way. And we're also concerned that it will apply to also the removal of Jewish studies courses, feminist theory courses, and gender studies courses. So stay vigilant 
Florida because this is happening. And it is a letdown that even we would have to stay vigilant about something like this. But you know what? He said he was going to do it and he's doing it. So this fun, the Florida Senate must now pass its version of the bill, SB 266, before it is able to head to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' desk where he would sign it. That is today's letdown. Any thoughts before we keep going, Nails? I can't stand that man as a member of a frat trying to destroy everything in Florida. That's just not white. (laughs) You mess with the D9. You got the right ones this time. Ron the sanctimonious as uh, his his homeboy would call him. Watch. Watch. I prefer I prefer the name Ron the Satan. But, you know, to each their own, to each their own. So we shall see. And I hope that the D9 does step up before this gets too far. This is the Amanda Seal Show. We got more show next. Let's keep it right here. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Listen, if you ever want to call into the show and just give us your opinion on something you heard on maybe one of the old episodes, or maybe you just heard it on your way to work or on your way to clean the house, who knows? 855 Amanda 8. That's 855 262 6328. Yesterday, we had asked you to take this poll. Do you think parents should respect their adult children? Yes or no? Here's how you responded at 855-262-6328. Hey, y'all. So, yeah, I um, I think, yeah, like, respect is due to adults. I'm 27. I go through this with my mom every day. Like, it's projection at this point. Like, you know, they just can't stand to see kids growing up. And then, you know, just everybody deserves respect. You know, we get older. We want to run things how we want to run things and start our own traditions. Sometimes the parents just got to, like, you know, sit back and let us let us do that. Like, allow your kids to make mistakes and be their own adults. So that's just my opinion. Thanks, y'all. I think that she's from Baltimore because she has the exact same accent as our engineer, Supreme. <laughs> there was a lot of do that, you know? And I think she's also right. I think, you know, there's something... I don't know. I'm not a parent, so I can only speak to this from the point of view of someone who is someone's child, but... As a, as someone's child, like I would want them to be excited about me, like creating my my own traditions. You know what I'm saying? Like I would yeah. want them to be like uh, supportive of me creating my own space because I think that's an indicator that they did a good job. You yeah. know, they created yeah. an independent person that's not like completely still reliant on them as an adult. <laughs> yeah. But you also have those who, you know, they have their own life. They are treated like adults when they're outside of their parents' house. But once they're back in their house, like maybe visiting or at a family reunion or something, their parent really yeah. ain't going to respect them like that. You know, Yeah, I just think that that should not be the case. You know, <laughs> like we, there's got to be a difference. There's got to be a, a change of pace. Y'all, y'all got to understand we out here. And I'm not saying like, oh, I'm too grown to listen to you. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that there is. I think something beautiful in being able to identify like, oh, my kid grew up because the goal was not to raise a kid. The goal is to raise an adult that can live in society and add to society. And if you keep viewing them as a kid, like how are they going to do that? Just my thoughts, just my thoughts. And I love you all sharing your thoughts. So keep on doing it. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328 is the number. Now coming up next hour, good news. For Flint, we're going to tell you a judge has made an, a very seminal ruling that could lead to a very, very good outcome. So we're going to talk about it coming up next on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. 
Friday. What's up? It's Amanda Seals here. How y'all doing out there in radio land and podcast land and streaming land? So many ways to listen to us every day, every day. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. And um, I will be actually performing comedy this weekend. I will be in Los Angeles at the Laugh Factory at 8 p.m. on Friday. And I will be at the Hollywood Improv on Saturday at 7 p.m. So come and get these jokes. I also had a breakthrough this week about what I'm going to do for my next comedy special. So I'm very excited about that because I've been really struggling to figure that out. And it is like a monkey was on my back and has now walked off and ran into the jungle and set me free. (laughs) I was definitely like, dang, I can't figure it out. But uh, yeah, so look out for that. I will be dropping my next comedy special this summer, August. It's coming at you. Common Sense Specialist. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It's coming at you. Wow, I said it out loud. Oh, my God. I said it out loud. It's out there, Nails. I've said it. I've said it. You're you getting my special in August. <laughs> yes, I said it out loud to the people. This was like an internal conversation that actually became external. Nails, what do we got going on for the Black Here in News of it all? Well, California. You know, Gov- uh, Governor uh, Gavin Newsom is making some some headroom over there in California. So he says California will actually remake San Quentin Prison, emphasizing rehab. I mean, shocking idea, right? Like mm. <laughs> this, this really is great news, but it's so it's so crazy that it's like such a headline. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because he's basing this on the way that they have been uh, rehabilitating prisoners in other countries. So we're going to talk about what those countries are and what this actually really means. So stick around for that, because I think this is really um, revolutionary. Also, if you're an Instagram user from the beginning days of Instagram and you see how it is now and you don't like it, well, you're not the only person. In fact, one of Instagram's co-founders is actually despising the app right now. We'll tell you why he doesn't like what it is today. I mean, listen, it's not like he wasn't there this whole time. Wasn't he in the board meetings? Was he wasn't maybe he was getting outvoted. I thought I thought they sold like him and the other co-founder, they sold it to Meta for like ten billion dollars or something like that when they had like eleven people on their staff. So you know what's interesting is that I'm not sure if this is the case, but a lot of times when someone buys your company, like you have to stay on as a consultant or you uh-huh. have to stay on as like an employee of the company. Um and a lot of times when people buy a company, like they still stay on the board, you know, because mm-hmm. they still have shares in the company. So he would probably have like a large amount of shares, enough to, enough shares in the company to be able to talk about like what he likes and what doesn't like about its um, advancement. But I'm also talking largely out of my neck right now because I don't know the specifics about <laughs> what their deal was. So what I do know is that I have been here on the gram for quite some time and I I've seen the changes in real time so we'll talk about the changes that he's talking about Uh, we also got to give you an update on what's going on in Flint Michigan we know the water crisis has you know kind of left the head it has left the headlines as we've seen water crises pop up in East Palestine Ohio due to the train derailment as we've seen water crises pop up in Jackson Mississippi due to just plain good old-fashioned racism well a judge has made a ruling about the Flint water crisis that could really get these people some settlement money so we're going to tell you what the ruling is and what the settlement money is and all that good stuff all right so make sure you stick around uh we got a lot to to talk about and we've got more show for you right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Black, 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 
Amanda Seal Show. Here we are. About to dive into some black curated news. We're giving you the news and the facts. You know, through the lens of being black. And this one, I think, is really an interesting story. And it's long overdue, Nails. Tell the people what's going on in the West West. Taking it over to the left coast. So Cali's oldest prison, San Quentin, which was actually home to a gas chamber they used to execute inmates, is being overhauled. <laughs> Governor Gavin Newsom, he actually announced a plan to turn it into a rehab center. And the current uh, inmates, which is more than 500 of them who are serving death sentences, they're going to move them to other uh, uh, systems, well, other prisons in their system. This is pretty dope. He wants it to be a model for the rest of the world. Well, the rest of the world has already been doing this. Like this is based on like uh, prisons in other countries, like in oh. Norway. And basically it's been it's these these programs that are, quote unquote, innovative because they actually are for rehabilitation. You know, a lot of people don't understand like prison, you know, uses these words like, you know, rehabilitating people, but it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't have anything, you know, systemically within the prison system to rehabilitate people. You got um, maybe a class here and there, you know, but they also like dangle those classes over people's heads and, you know, make it to where like only certain people get to go to these classes. And it really is not what people say it is, but this Inmates can get a degree, write for an award-winning newspaper, study the arts, and get job training in preparation for re-entering, for re-entering society. Now, we have heard about that before. Like, I've seen these types of programs um, in other prisons. But what I think will be interesting is to see, like, how this also changes the way that they're housed, you know, like the, mm. the way that they are uh, engaged with by by COs and the way that they're engaged with by the type of food they're given to eat. I saw a picture the other day of like what a meal looks like in an Alabama prison. And it was literally like a piece of bread with a piece of cheese on it, some mystery mush, some green mystery Ooh. mush and then a drink. And I know some people are like, well. They're prisoners, like they're criminals. They don't deserve this and uh, they don't deserve anything good. Like they, they need to deal with it. But in maximum security, Norwegian prisons, cells look like dorm rooms. They have like chairs and desks, even TVs. And the biggest thing about this nails is that Norway has a low rate of people reoffending after they leave prison. Ah, now, I'll tell you something else about that, though, is that there's probably also other systems in place in Norway that allow prisoners to be able to get back into society. Whereas in America, the goal of the prison industrial complex is to create a free labor force. And so they make it very hard for people to get back into society so that they go back into the free labor force they've created with the prison system. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, this is how things change, though. Things change by people in power taking a risk, taking a shot in the right direction. So we shall see. Tell me about the the Instagram co-founder who apparently feels like Instagram has gotten stuck in like a, a space that he doesn't like. Yeah, Kevin Systrom, he's one of the co-founders. He's not happy with the way that the app is today. He called it commercial and he said he reminisced on when he would just go on the app just to see what his friends and family were up to and now it's just turned into a business apparatus as creators and brands use the platform just to make money. So he said that the age of influencers may be the most detrimental thing to occur 
because he says most of his friends are now the same people to frequently have ads in their captions. <laughs> you know, I will say that the age of the influencer is really a weird thing because like I have, um, I have a friend who worked for various influencers in like the digital media space. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, their willingness to just do and say anything for a check is like frightening. And she said their willingness to lie to their audience, to mislead their audience or to use their audience uh, just to get a check, she said, was really like um, debilitating for her. And she said it made her feel realize that she needed to find another course of career. Um, And I get it, man. I'm not that kind of person on my Instagram. You know that I'm speaking from my heart. But I I, I see what he's saying. Do you remember Instagram from like when it was like people just posting pictures of their food? I remember this, it was just pictures and food. It wasn't. I remember when they when they first started doing the videos. It was fifteen second videos. Yes. So there's that. Uh, speaking of the whole big cash flow, a judge has given a final okay for a Flint water crisis settlement. So we're going to tell you what that is and uh, and more when we get back right here on the Amanda Seal Show. Listen, laugh, and learn. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. We just talked about the Instagram owner, the former owner of Instagram was saying that Instagram has turned to just a place that he doesn't respect. And I spent the entire story It may not have noticed, but I was trying to remember a word, okay? And I was talking about how a friend of mine worked for influencers and they were really just like lacking in integrity. And I could not think of the word to describe how it made her feel. And I remembered it. So now y'all got to hear it. The word was demoralizing. She felt demoralized. Okay. What's the word? I'm losing my memory. I am losing my memory. I'm over here taking ginkgo biloba. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is very, it's starting to like make me feel like I need to go to a neurologist or maybe I'm just old. Um, nonetheless, let's get focused. We want to talk about what's going on in Flint. So tell the people this is some good news and we love good news. Yep. A Michigan judge has given a final approval to the record breaking $626 million Flint water crisis, uh, partial settlement with the state of Michigan and other entities, putting Flint residents a step closer to receiving financial compensation for the man-made disaster that began Nearly a decade ago, we're talking about with their poison is what would you call it, Amanda? Cancer juice, cancer juice. That's exactly what they was drinking over there. And finally, these these residents in Flint, Michigan, are one step closer to them getting that compensation. So it's going to be a total of six hundred and six six hundred and twenty six million, which includes six hundred million from the state, 20 million from the city, five million from McLaren Regional Medical Center. And $1.25 million from a private engineering company, Roe Professional Services Co., which I'm pretty sure should have been a much larger number. But my question becomes, how does this uh, get allocated to the residents? And are they taxed on it? You know, pretty that's sure the other question. The are they taxed on it? You know, they're going to be so. Uh, but I think a lot of people need to understand that this is a good example of reparations. This is a very Mm. clear example of reparations. And what reparations is, is a monetary uh, repair for a man-made error 
in and that error can extend in a number of ways. Uh, and I say error because I have to always tell y'all there's a difference between errors and mistakes. Mistakes are made out of ignorance. Errors are made out of carelessness. Okay. And this error right here was made out of a carelessness for the people of Flint. And so they deserve reparations. They deserve to have there be some level of repair provided monetarily because you can't fix the children who are harmed from this. You can't fix the people who, you know, incurred disease and sickness from this. And it really is a shame that it's taken this long. And the question is, did they make preparations for these reparations? That is a great question. That is a great question because I will, I would love to find out if the residents of Flint have felt a greater sense of community in going through this crisis. And uh, has it made has it made them operate differently than they did before as a um, as a community? I would yeah. love to find that out. And if anybody knows, give me a call. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Now, that's it for Black Here News. Coming up, we're going to tell you about the two thousand and. 23 Gen Z and Millennials survey. They asked the Gen Zers and the Millennials. I'm a millennial. millennial. Nails is a Gen Zer. And they asked us, when did we feel like we were finally an adult? (laughs) And I'm going to let y'all know my thoughts as it relates to their poll numbers. All right. Keep it locked right here. The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here with DJ Nails. So I got to talk to y'all about this because we have been talking on my podcast all last week about, you know, should parents respect their adult children? And I saw a lot of people nails saying like, well, if somebody still lives with their parents and they're not really acting like an adult or, you know, what do you consider to be somebody who's an adult? Is it 18? Is it 25? Is it when you have kids, et cetera, et cetera? Well, this survey from Insurance actually asks, is there like, what is the age that a lot of people feel like they became an adult? Okay. They surveyed 1000 Gen Zers and millennials and found that both generations don't really know how to complete common adulting tasks on their own, which by the way, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me because you know, you can kind of Google things now. So, so a lot of people don't <laughs> learn things, but the oldest Gen Zer is now 26 years old, and the oldest millennial is 42. I will be 42 this year. You're right on that so cusp. I am on the cusp. <laughs> I'm on the cusp. Okay. I'm on the cusp. So, like, one of the biggest struggles for the generations revolved around cars. Like people don't know how to do an oil change. They don't know how to change a tire. Okay. Then it said like 41% of people don't know how to sew up a hole. Um, 22% of people don't know how to file taxes. 12% don't know how to iron clothes. What? Okay. <laughs> yes. Now here's the thing. The report found that half of millennials don't feel like they have a handle on growing up yet. But I want to ask you nails, what age or like, was there like a certain specific, like a certain time in your life? Did you decide or realize like, Oh wait, I'm an adult now. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Like I didn't really, 
I still don't feel like I got it all. I haven't yet. (laughs) I still don't. I really don't. Like, no, no, no. I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you if you, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me run it back. Let me run it back. Let me run it back. Because when I say, when I say, do you feel like an adult? Like that doesn't mean that you have it together. I I don't consider those two things to mean like to be uh, synonymous. Being an adult is more so in my opinion. So when I'm asking this, what I mean is when did you realize like I am independent? I am reliant on myself and not my parents. When I had moved into my own apartment out of college and I had to pay all of my bills on my own. That was when. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) that'll do it. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. I mean, you know what's interesting though? Okay, so let me ask you this. And I think you'll have, I think you've already given us this answer though. When did you feel like a grown up? I still don't feel like a grown up. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I think there's two levels. I think there's two levels. Like, when did you realize you were an adult? But then, like, when did you feel like a grown up, right? right? I think a lot of people may feel like when they had a kid, that's when they were like, oh, I'm a grown up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think there's yeah. that. But I will tell you that I felt like an adult. I think it was the same, actually. I think it was the same. Like when I moved out of college, like when I finished college and I moved into my own apartment and it's like, you know, I don't have any rules because even in college, there's curfew and there's, oh, you can't play your music at this time and blah, 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 blah. And it was like, nah, like you got to figure it out. And don't get me wrong. Like when I would get into a hole, like I was still able to call on my mom and, you know, I was still able to um, get some support. I mean, I didn't call on that because I didn't want to have to hear about it. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I was paying all my bills and whatnot. And then I will say I didn't start feeling like a grown up until I bought this house. Oh, well, that, that about this you. house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The house, the house made me feel like, oh, you a grown up now. What was it that made you all feel like an adult or a grown up? What was the moment or what was the life change or what was the activity that you did that said, hey, whoa, wait a minute. I'm an adult. Oh, I'm a grown up. Hit me up. One eight five five Amanda eight. And while we're at it, if you're a parent, when did you realize that your kid was an adult? When did you realize that your kid was a grown up? Because I'm sure that made you be like, whoa, Matrix. Hit me up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. All right, when we get back, we've been talking about this all week. Do you think parents should expect their adult children? Yes or no? Y'all have thoughts, and we've got phone lines, and we'll go to them. So keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. I'm going to say it again so you can put it in your phone. 855-262-6328. That's the phone line. And we always love taking your phone calls anytime. Do you think parents should respect their adult children? Yes or no? That's the question we're asking right now on the phone lines. Let's go. This is OK Keith from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Shout out to everybody up there. It's funny because once I had a conversation with my mother about boundaries, our relationship changed. Um, I'm 30 years old. It seems Mm. like she just wants to have final say. And when I put my foot down, it causes a divide. And I, I don't like it. But it's kind of seeming like I'm going to have to get used to it because, again, you're an adult. You have your boundaries. You want to be respected. If you don't feel respected, it can cause an issue. The question is, how do you handle the situation when you feel disrespected by your parents as an adult? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. I mean, I think, 
you know, I think you can put your foot down in a respectful way. Um, I think the frustrating part is when they're like, you know, F your foot. I'm, I'm me. Um, (laughs) My mama all day. (laughs) I'm like, mom, mom. I, for a lot of people, the, for a lot of people, and I've read this from therapists as well. The suggestion is distance, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can determine distance in a number of ways, right? So distance can be like silence. Distance can mean like, okay, I'm not calling you as much, right? Like distance can mean like physical, like, I may call you, but you're not going to see me, you know, because parents notice that stuff, right? Like they notice like, oh, I'm not hearing from you like that. You know, like you're not sharing the stuff that you used to share, et cetera. And I think that it ends up being where those boundaries that you were talking about end up showing up in those ways. And if someone, whether it's your parent or anybody, if they want to be able to have access to you in a certain way, then at the, in the, in the best of efforts, they should be trying to make sure that you feel good about the way you guys are relating with each other and respect the way that you want your boundaries to respect, to be respected. I mean, that's easier said than done, but it's also easier said than done to say like, Oh, I just accept, I just had to accept it. Cause I can tell you now I was like, I'm just going to accept my mom. You know, this is what she is, how she is. And then one morning I got up and I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. (laughs) Literally like I was really working. And then I was like, she got me out here being fake. I can't do it. I can't do it. And you don't want, you don't ever want anybody to have you like feeling like outside of your regular way of existing. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's not the T that's not, that's not the vibe. Like you want to have people around you that let you be you in the best version of you. Right. So I think that's, um, that's what it is. All right. Just being deep with y'all right here on the show. Just being deep. (laughs) Being deep, okay. Coming up next, we got to talk about this FAMU alumna who has become Vanderbilt, Tennessee's first black woman neurosurgeon resident. Big things. A lot of stress. Big things. But the, I, I hate that the first thing I thought of was like, ooh, child, that's going to be rough. Okay, we're going <laughs> to talk about that. Keep it right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We show. I hope so. And if you're just joining us, welcome. We've been having a great morning, keeping it up on the high vibration of things. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. I'm joined by DJ Nails and we have got to get you some laughs and some facts from the black lands. We call it black here at news. <laughs> like how you saying, welcome, come on in, take a seat. <laughs> yeah. Our first story we're going to talk about <laughs> is this new alumna who just became Vanderbilt's first black woman neurosurgeon resident in its whole 148 year history. Which I know people are like congratulating her, but I think simultaneously we have to look at Vanderbilt like, really? Really? Because mm-hmm. that's that's wild. Uh, but again, we can't, let's let's make sure we focus on Shorty. Congrats. <laughs> congrats. And we also going to talk about, you know, what would that require? What does that require to be in that position and to make sure that she is supported? So me and Nails are going to give her some ideas and give y'all some of our ideas. All right. What else we got going on? 
Well, we had her being Belle and then Holly being Ariel. Well, now we could have Ari Lennox being another Disney princess. She shot her shot mm-hmm. on Instagram and with an audition and we'll play it for you during the show. She shot her shot literally. She put up literally. the audition tape. <laughs> for real. <laughs> so we're going to play some of the audition tape for you all. We also have your Big Up Let Down. All big right. Up, big Up Let Down. So stick around to find out who's going to get the Big Up and who is going to take these blows with the Let Down. Now, remember, you can stay connected with us 24-7 on social media at Seals Said It. You can also follow Nails at DJ Nails with a Z. You can follow me at Amanda Seals. And make sure to check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, the new episode premieres today and it is side effects of girl group dynamics hosted by escapes candy burrus and she is keeping it very real in this interview y'all i was very excited to talk to candy i think she's super dope and she did not disappoint you can also watch the podcast episode tomorrow because it premieres on amanda seals tv on youtube 4 p.m pacific 7 p.m eastern i'm in the chat with y'all chatting away so make sure you join us there all right all right stay connected with us again like i said give us a call 1-855-AMANDA-8 listen laugh and learn it's the amanda seals show Wednesday to you all. This is Amanda Seals here, live and direct on the te- on the telephone, on the mic, and the uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, your favorite comedian and comedian specialist. I'm right here, and I actually said out loud earlier in the show, you guys can start waiting and anticipating my next comedy special. It will be out in August, and it is titled Common Sense Specialist. So hopefully, you guys enjoy it because we are getting focused and ready and somebody who got focused and ready a long time ago in order to get to this position is this young lady yeah she's a florida native too man she just became the first black woman neurosurgeon resident at vanderbilt university medical center in nashville tennessee that makes her the first in get this 148 years since it's opening back in 1874 bro the first job was a certified nurse uh, nursing assistant at 17 and then and that was in 2014. And today, well, on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day last Friday, she was blessed to be selected as the first African-American female neurosurgeon resident to train. And she put the uh, at of um, V-U-M-C underscore neurosurge dot uh, whatever on Instagram. I'm sorry. Uh, on Twitter. On Twitter. But congratulations to this sister. She's a FAMU alum. Um, she uh, is making history. But Amanda... Tennessee, that is mm, not a nice area for people like us, especially in the medical field. Listen, I hate that when I saw this news, the first thing I thought of was like, damn, that's going to be rough. That's going to be a rough ride. You know, my other question is, so, you know, uh, what happens is when the residents go through med school, they apply to a number of different residency programs and they have match day. And on match day, everybody gets their letters uh, saying like, this is where you're going to be going to school. Shout out to my homeboy, Charles Blow, incredible author, journalist, thinker, brother, et cetera. And his son just got his match to his number one pick, Emery. So this is like a whole thing. People like want to get matched. So, you know, she was so excited and jumping up and down when she got this match to Vanderbilt. And I'm like, I wonder what that experience is really going to be like for Sista because neurosurgery itself is already a man's game. And it's also like a very white man's field. And um, on top of that, 
being in Tennessee, which is also incredibly racist. And at this point, damn near a Christian theocracy. Um, I just don't even know how this is going to go, but I know that she'll need some support. Okay. Definitely. So let's name some ways in which we can support this sister in getting this position. Dr. Tamia Potter. Any ideas? Well, I'm going to tell you the first one. She's going to need to call up Jesus and tell him to put his sandals on and come on down and help her out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's going to need to call up Jesus. She's going to need to call up Harriet Tubman. She's going to need to call up Dumbledore. Like all the forces are going to need to come down and be like, we got you, sis. We got you. I think she should also try and locate like a broom closet in the <laughs> building that is not being used and build a little meditation room in there that she can deck off to when she needs to, you know, because she's going to absolutely need to get centered, get some oils and really hold on to her crystals because she's going to be dealing with some other folks. She's going to be dealing with some type of folks. What else you got? I say Sunday brunches. She definitely going to need some Sunday brunches with bottomless mimosas. Probably some strawberry, mm-hmm. uh, some strawberry to pour in there. Maybe some orange to pour in there. I'm gonna go a, a little mm-hmm. step, a little step up further and say, you know, I remember the days when my CNA family members would come home and want their feet rubbed. Well, she definitely gonna need some feet okay. rubs. Okay, she's gonna definitely need some feet rubs. I see that. I see that. You know, ultimately, what we're saying is, is that because I don't even know if she's gonna get any days off to go to brunch. But what I will say <laughs> is that she is going to need a village. It's going to need a village because this right here, as incredible of a feat as it is, it is going to come with great BS. And that's not me trying to be negative. That's just me being a realist so that, you know what, she uh, gets the energy even from us. So, sis, we're sending you all the love and all the support in taking on this next part of your journey. And congratulations. Now, coming up next, hopefully we can also give a congratulations soon to Ari Lennox. She shoots a shot on Instagram for a Disney role. And we're going to tell you what role it is next on The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. We are here at The Amanda Seals Show, and we are Floridians. So by nature, we are also Disney fans. Uh, I am Amanda Seals. That is DJ Nails. Please tell the people, Ari Lennox. Yeah. Out here trying to join the Disney Black Princesses gang. Could she be the next princess? I mean, we had her being Belle in the live action Beauty and the Beast. And you got Holly, who is mm-hmm. Ariel in the new live action Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And Ari Lennox shot her shot. Even in the caption, she said, hi, Disney. I'm at Ari Lennox. And this is who she's trying to uh, audition for. She wants to be Tiana in the new Princess and the Frog. <laughs> You know what? I like it. Now, remember, Anika Noni Rose is who originated the role in the animated film. And uh, she is, of course, a very real songstress. And so you need a real songstress in order to play this role. And I I like the way she sounds. I feel like she has the right voice. You know, like not every voice would have fit this role. And she looks she kind of looks the part, too. She kind of favors the part. She does. She does. You're right. She does. So shout out to Ari and we're going to cross our fingers that, you know, she gets considered for the part and books the role because we want to be booked and blessed. We want we, we want the folks to be booked and blessed. That's it for Black Your News. Coming up, we've got your big up, big up. Let down. Keep it locked because we listen, laughing and learning right here at the Amanda Seals Show. 
Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals and we've had a great day hanging out with you and talking all about all kinds of things. We talked about the mayor of Miami. You don't want spring break. <laughs> we also talked about your man DJ Nails who has had his experiences with many spring breaks and we're going to tell y'all all about that. Blueface don't want nudes being sent to him on Twitter from men. He said the men are accosting his eyes. But you know what? He had said something that started this that I feel like makes him a target that needs to stay a target. All right. Also, we got to shout out De La Soul for getting the big up for entering the Billboard 200 back again since their catalog is now streaming. And we also talked about a judge giving a final okay for a $626 million Flint water crisis segment. Remember, you always get great topics and conversations on this show. So if you miss anything, you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you just type in The Amanda Seals Show. And you can give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8, 24-7. The phone lines never close. That's 1-855-262-6328. What do we got coming up on tomorrow's show, DJ Nails? All right, on Thursday's show, we will have all your Black Eyed News, plus the Big Up Let Down, and the Osley Brothers Family Feud. You know, nobody wins when the family feuds. Rudolph Osley, he's suing his brother Ronald Osley over the rights to the Osley Brothers trademark. So make sure you ride with us tomorrow. And if you missed any part of the show, you can check out the latest Amanda Seal Show podcast episode available wherever you get your podcast. Stay connected with us on social media, like Amanda said earlier, at Seals Said It. That's right. We also got a new segment being debuted by our homie Jeremiah, like the Bible. It's going to be the people versus because, you know, the people on these internets, they be doing a lot. <laughs> They be wow. doing a lot. They be doing a lot. So I don't know. I don't know who he's got the people versus for this segment, but I do know that the people always got somebody that they are up against. So curious to find out who it is. All right. Remember, y'all, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Stay safe.